Hey friends, Rich here. You know, I read this stat recently and it just kind of blew me away. 66% of Americans across all income levels say that health insurance is a major financial stressor. I know that there's a lot of lead pastors, executive pastors listening right now, and you don't want your people stressed out. I want you to connect with MediShare. They are the best alternative to traditional health insurance. And what they do is they allow Christians to share the burdens in the form of medical bills. MediShare is the leading and most trusted healthcare sharing ministry with over 415 thousand members nationwide a typical family saves 50 percent on monthly health care costs uh, and that can equate to you know 500 plus dollars a month members can join anytime and can access over 900,000 providers uh, and they listen medishare has been around for 27 years these guys are amazing listen what i want you to do is go to medishare.com forward slash unseminary it only takes two minutes to see how much your church could save. Listen, that's www.metashare.com forward slash unseminary. It only takes two two minutes to see how much you could save and release all that stress that I know you're carrying. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, You're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name is Christine, one of the hosts of the podcast, and today I am joined by Rich Birch, the founder of Unseminary. Rich, how are you? I appreciate you using my last name, Christine Birch. That's good. I appreciate that. <laughs> Actually, keep... I had someone recently, our dear friend Greg Curtis, he uh, he mistaked Christine Kreischer, who we do these XP cohorts with, with you, and he was like, oh, I'm looking forward, because we're doing this thing together soon, and he's like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing Christine. I'm looking, and then, but it was actually Christine Wrong Kreischer. Wrong Christine. Yes, Ron Christine. Another friend. So we should, it's good to say, you know, clarify last night. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, today we are talking about hope in the church context. What's bringing you hope this season? Well, I probably should say something Jesus-y, but got to be honest, it's like <laughs> the turn in the weather. We were outside today, sat down at the beach. We we're like a block and a half from the beach, and that was so nice and being out on the boat and being with family and all those things and and the vaccine rollout it's so encouraging to see across the country so many people getting vaxxed and waxed and ready to relax uh, and excited to be <laughs> okay. outside and all that so yeah i think all those things awesome well today's article is season of hope your church's fall 2021 growth opportunity yeah, so I found myself in coaching, consulting conversations recently where I kept repeating myself and saying, friends, 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 we got to get ready for this fall, huge opportunity coming our way. And so what I wanted to do is kind of pull all those ideas into one article, one uh, podcast for you. I really do believe that the coming months hold an unprecedented, I'm, I promise this will be the last time <laughs> we use unprecedented in related to anything to do with COVID. Well, I can't promise that. Uh, but I really do think it's an unprecedented opportunity to see your church impact more people than ever before. Listen, you can feel it as the country shakes off the shackles of COVID-19 and and all of the kind of ensuing economic calamity. We're seeing new windows of opportunity. I was struck by uh, that passage uh, 
uh, in the New Testament when Paul there in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9 says, a great door for an effective work has opened for me. I feel like that door is opening and it's fall 2021. Listen, we know lots of people are going to be traveling this summer. People are going to be, you know, out, they're going to be doing vacation stuff, but come this fall, I think it's going to be like the greatest, uh, you know, get back in routine, get back into life, kind of new year, new you type of uh, opportunity that we see every year normally, but this year it's going to be amped up significantly. So I want to motivate us to be thinking about, okay, what are we doing this fall to move our people, to encourage their friends, to invite their friends? You know, we know the difference between leading and lagging churches is that leading churches just simply motivate their people to invite their friends. And this fall, man, we've got great opportunities on this front. Yeah, there's so much opportunity. We don't want to miss it. I'm sure you're going to get into some things that will support people as they're inviting their friends. Yeah, you know, as I've watched church in this season, I, on the kind of negative side, have have seen a bit of a disturbing trend. And we want to encourage you to avoid that, friends. You know, I've seen some people leveraging what I like to call is soft guilt. Nobody listens to this podcast or church leaders really leverages heavy guilt, which is, you know, the like arm twisting, like, oh, you're terrible people if you don't come to church. But there is kind of soft guilt around return to the building. I really do believe, and we've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, churches that obsess about just getting people into their building will ultimately lose the bigger picture. It's such a small vision to get back to where we were in March 2020 or February 2020. Let's cast a bigger vision for our people uh, in this season. We're going to talk about how to do this uh, in today's podcast. I've heard too many churches leverage negative emotions uh, in this season to try to motivate people to return. All right. Well, like you said, it's probably not the people listening, but just in case, (laughs) tell us what some of the, what that sounds like when people use that soft guilt. Yeah. It's stuff like, you know, I've heard people say or say online, you know, we know that there's nothing like being in the room together, which, which sounds like a good thing, but you know, there's, uh, but that, you know, has a bit of a weird kind of um, negative spin to it, or it's time to return. I saw a church that that's their, their drumbeat. It's time to return. Like they're ringing a bell, uh, or, uh, you know, most recently over, I saw a church over the Memorial day weekend, say this, they were like, our forefathers fought for your right to attend church. Uh, you should Yikes. fight the couch and come join us. I'm like, Oh gosh, what a way to disrespect, uh, you know, veterans. That's terrible. Or, you know, the kind of classic when the doors of the church are open, believers need to darken them. You know, it's this idea of the fact that there's something magical about our building. In fact, even I've heard churches misquote uh, lots of stuff in the Old Testament, but stuff like uh, Psalm 122 verse 1, uh, which, you know, read it. It's an interesting passage, but that passage is talking about the temple in the Old Testament. You know, one of the things that, that Jesus undid in the cross was this idea that there's a limitation to where the Spirit of God chooses to move. On the cross, Jesus declared and made it true Uh, that he can move in any place and in any season. There's nothing magical about your building, about the four walls. It's just a tool, friends. Uh, This needs to drive our mission of reaching new people, not a hyper obsession with getting people to come and sit inside our air-conditioned boxes this summer. Uh, Listen, that's not really what we want to be about. We want to be about something so much bigger than that. So let's not miss this opportunity, this friends, friends this fall, to invite, uh, to get our people to invite their friends. Let's create a positive community image. Let's work to say, hey, what can we do to make our churches be the kind of places that people want to invite their friends to? All right, so you've got five ways to leverage fall 2021 to grow your church. Yeah, so the first one is 
it's kind of the overarching, the big idea, the, the kind of the big takeaway is let's package the entire season uh, really as as kind of one event that it's kind of like one season, one one time frame. You know, many churches, and it's a best practice of growing churches, have uh, packaged up their messages into series. So over, you know, three to eight weeks long, they'll talk about, you know, a specific topic or, you know, specific series of passages from scripture. From a communication point of view, this is a best practice. But I think there's an opportunity this fall to string together a series of, uh, or a package of series into a season. It could be something called, you know, a season of hope or changing seasons for the better or homecoming season. You'll, you'll come up with more creative things than me. But the idea is let's call the fall one uh, big name and kind of build some uh, branding and momentum around that. Let's repackage that and figure out a way to kind of ram everything uh, in. You know, we do know that there are still varying levels of COVID hesitancy currently in our culture. In fact, there's a link in this article that talks about this. And, and though lots of us have been sitting in buildings for a long time, there's a ton of evidence that there are people that are still, frankly, hesitant to do those kinds of things. We've got to work hard uh, to really create an environment where people want to invite their friends to come back. And rather than driving to a single Sunday, so rather than having like, hey, this is the return to church Sunday, or this is the return to church series, packaging an entire season together gives lots of on-ramps, lots of opportunity for people to plug in this fall. That's good. So, okay. Secondly, we've got leverage all the firsts again. Okay, so no doubt that this fall, your church is going to be doing several things for the first time in a long time. I think, what is that? There's that Disney song, in the first time in forever. Something like that. I can't remember how that goes. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's it, but there's going to be some of that this fall. Now, no doubt you still thought about how to do some of these in kind of the the COVID friendly way over the last couple of years, but it's the first time that you're going to have a baptism again this fall. Man, let's leverage that. We got to make a huge deal about this. This is an opportunity for us to get people to get baptized and to, for them to invite their friends. Infant dedications. Perhaps your church doesn't normally feature infant de dedications within your main weekend services. However, maybe this fall, that might be a time for you to do that. This is a great opportunity for people to invite their friends. As I say, hey, my, my kid's getting dedicated this fall. Or, or maybe it's the back to school Sunday. You know, one of the things we know that's going to happen this fall is we're going to get back to uh, most kids in the country are going to be doing on in-person uh, schooling this fall. There's all kinds of districts across the country that have been doing uh, in uh, online learning for the whole year, really since March 2020. And so why don't we celebrate that and celebrate the teachers, celebrate kids going back to in-person. And then no doubt we'll be talking about this one, I'm sure, in the coming weeks and months. But Christmas, Christmas is going to be huge this year, friends. We've got to start thinking now. I don't think it would be too early to start be thinking now. What can we do to leverage Christmas this year to make it even more invitable uh, for from an in-person and online point of view. All right. It's funny to pivot from Christmas to this, but third says, don't miss the Halloween opportunity. <laughs> okay. So sometimes when I'm writing, it's like you can hear my brain thinking because I'm thinking about Christmas and I'm like, wait a second, there's a, a holiday before that. Now, save your cards and letters and emails. Uh, I know that October 31st is a controversial day within 
uh, lots of churches that there's people out there that freak out about this day. They they think it's kind of crazy. Um, I'm not going to get into all the theological nu- nuances about Halloween. I would encourage you, however, uh, to uh, there's an article that's linked in the show notes from my friend Bruxy Cavey on why Halloween is a great opportunity for you to connect with your community. He gets into all the, the- theological stuff around Halloween, but then lands on this same point. For most families, this Halloween will be the first time, maybe in 18 months, that they'll be connecting with their neighbors. Resist the urge to do something at your church building. Don't do that. That's a huge mistake. Instead, mobilize your people to leverage this day as an opportunity to bless and care for their neighborhood. Encourage them to get the full-size chocolate bars. Christine, you're (laughs) good at getting the full-size chocolate bars. Yeah, we've been doing that for years. It's amazing. You do get that reputation in town. Get the full-size chocolate bars uh, and, and really equip them to leverage this. Now, what I'm not talking about is handing out tracks here. I'm not saying get a bunch of tracks and hand them out, but make this like a positive blessing opportunity for your community. Figure out a way to do that. The cool thing this year, October 31st is actually on a Sunday. So it would be really easy to the Sunday before put together a, uh, you know, a Halloween blessing pack, like some sort of preparation that you could give to your people and then uh, reinforce that on the actual Sunday, October 31st as well. Make it super easy layup for that. Maybe invite families to some family event in November or maybe to a family series, a parenting series in November, that sort of thing. Don't miss the, the Halloween opportunity this year. That's good. All right. Four, uh, catalyze social connections. Okay. So one of the clear outcomes, I don't know if you felt this, Christine, you are such a good people person. Like you're a people person, which is wonderful. I'm less that way, although I do love people. I do find that as we're, you know, getting back into kind of social engagements, as we're interacting with people again, it's like you've got to relearn how to do that again. Mm-hmm. Now, where we here, where we are here locally, there's still a fair amount of restrictions. And so you can't quite high five and hug yet. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's like the actually even just yesterday we were uh, we were doing this thing in our church. And and, uh, you know, it's like some people like the high five, some people like the elbow five. It's like a little bit awkward. We've got an opportunity, I think, this fall to help our people rebridge some of those social relationships to actually actually help them develop what that uh, could look like. And so what if we developed a few opportunities this fall uh, that are really based around helping our people reconnect? What if you hosted a tailgate party uh, one Sunday after church this fall? Um, You know, maybe get everybody to wear their favorite jersey or their favorite team, uh, invite people to, you know, watch the big, big screen uh, the game on that big screen at church that's really sat empty for months on end. Uh, you know, for you? What if you had a fall family friend crafting day, you know, get families together, fall's a great time to, you know, get families together, do stuff, or maybe a fireworks spectacular. Actually, one of my favorite churches in Omaha, Nebraska, they kick off the fall every year at Stonebridge. They kick off the fall every year with a big fireworks event the night before school oh, uh, so opens and they do it on their lawn. I don't know what they're doing this year because they open a new building, but uh, they, it's, it, it's known in the community that like, hey, that's a great thing to do the night before school starts. Hmm. Um, wow, what if you looked at doing something like that this year? Again, what are you doing? You're catalyzing social connections. We got to get people back talking to each other uh, and, and creating a great opportunity for them to invite their friends. All right. And then fifth, one of my favorites, give back to the community. So the church has never been about the buildings. Uh, unfortunately, I do think uh, because of how some churches, again, none of the people who listen to the Unseminary podcast, but how some people have handled themselves over the last year plus is we have subtly or maybe even blatantly communicated uh, that it's really just about getting people back into our rooms. Uh, there's there's nothing magical about our buildings. We said this already, friends, but God wants to do work in the community. In fact, 
on the balance of scripture, it would appear like God actually prefers to work outside of holy buildings rather than inside of them. Think about any major character in the Bible and where did God connect with them? In the marketplace, fishing, tending sheep, out in the real world. Let's mobilize our people to, to get out of their seats and make a difference in the streets, to actually do something. What if you what if you attempted an event this fall, again, in this season of hope or whatever you end up calling, where you're trying to get 70 plus percent of your church out into the community to make a difference? We just did this with a battered women's shelter at our church where we motivated it wasn't 70 plus percent just because of local restrictions, but we motivated dozens. You motivated dozens of people uh, to make a difference in a, in a, you know, a small slice of the world. You know, we say that our churches want to be for the community. Man, when we do these kinds of things, when we get out and use our volunteer labor, use the resources we've been able to uh, amass as a church to make a difference, man, it's it's huge. What if you maybe did something for first responders, you know, nurses and doctors, man, they've been under the hammer over this last year plus. What if we did something for them or the long-term care homes in your community, which have been really struggling so much uh, in this year? Again, give back to the community. I think there's huge opportunities this fall to be doing that sort of thing. Yeah. So packaging them all up into a single season for your church, that can create an incredible number of opportunities people to invite their friends yeah super excited that's really what we're talking about here is how do we do that all right rich that's been great is there anything else that you would like to add yeah if you're listening this to the if you're listening to this podcast the week it released uh we have got a very special event coming up on june 10th with our good friend carrie newhoff your friend and mine uh and uh he's he set aside an hour to just answer questions on church growth specifically. So over the last number of years, actually, if you search church growth online, his articles are always near the top. Uh, he's, he's done a lot of study in this area and we want to help catalyze growth in your church this fall. And so we're hosting a one hour live event to register. Just go to the bottom of the show notes, click on there, register. We'd love to have you come to it. Uh, it's going to be a great time together. All right. Well, thank you, Rich. Thank you, Carrie, for that hour as well. And thank you to our listeners. If you would like more helpful information um, like this article, please head to unseminary.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.